0: Hello and welcome to the AIPT Comics Podcast, episode 144. I'm here with Nathan Simmons. Wait a minute, Nathan Simmons. What that guy hasn't been on this show for weeks. We weeks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: for two weeks. Um Hi Dave. How's it going?
0: Hey, I'm good, man. How are you doing? Good.
1: I'm on my second cold brew of the morning. Uh it has been uh, cold
0: brew check. It's been
1: <laughs> it's been a long couple of weeks. I am very sleepy, but I'm very How's happy a... to talk comics.
0: I know. I'm really excited to talk about comics. I, we've we've been talking for the last hour about movies to get that out of our system. Yes. But now right. it's time. Now it's comics. Right. Time. Since the
1: last time I talked to you, we've both watched a Bond <laughs> movie, uh, a new Halloween film, mm-hmm. uh, and Sat- you. I saw Dune. You went to Saturday Night Live. You saw Dune. I did. Uh, not at yes. the same time. <laughs> I
0: feel it's weird like, that Paul Atreides
1: uh... was at Saturday Night Live. <laughs> You're
0: starring in a play. I feel like we've been so off comics topic.
1: It really... Yeah, it's weird. It's weird, like, not living and breathing comics for, like, a week. (laughs) It's very strange. How's the play going? It's good. Um, We've got... As this episode comes out, I will be... um, uh, on the last day of the run, which is, you know, kind of sad, but we're, nice. we're trying to figure out something to possibly stream a, um, a filmed version of the play. So uh, looking nice. forward to that. But yeah, it's uh, it's been going really well. It's a workshop performance uh, with some local playwrights putting, you know, getting it up on its feet for the first time and, uh, you know, working, working out the kinks and figuring out the characters as we go. So, yeah, it's been challenging, but very fun. And I, I missed being on stage so much.
0: Yeah, it's been years for you, right?
1: It's been well. So I went I went a long time without doing theater, and then I got back into it right before COVID. Um, mm. And so it uh, it's yeah I have been itching to do this again, and since it was a small cast and a small you know low small scale production, like it, it felt safe enough to do it. So I'm I'm glad that you know it all That's worked awesome. out.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, it sounds like it was a blast as well. Just It's to, been fun, all the, for sure. All the, what do they call it? Not practice. Rehearsal. Rehearsal. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that word because for the podcast, we don't rehearse at all. We just no. kind of jump yeah, into it. Yeah, we do it live. <laughs> this, yeah, it's practically live, yeah. yeah. So if you don't know, this is the comic book podcast where we recap the biggest news of the week. We review our favorite comics. We have special guests, special segments, and all these other segments that are going to come up, too. Yeah, we have special like, segments uh, and
1: just other segments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the ones
0: like top books for next week and and, and whatnot. Yeah, but yeah. yeah uh, this is the show where we read as many comics as we can every week. And, you know, we're so tapped into the comics industry news and reading all the books that you're getting like a firsthand... Uh, knowledge uh, of of the latest and greatest. But to start every show, we talk about the biggest news of the week. And last Saturday, that's right, Saturday, which is the day before the last episode of this show, Mm -hmm. DC Fandom took place. And uh, there wasn't a lot of comic book news, (laughs) once again. No,
1: it was, I will say, it was a little more comic focused than last year's, I feel like. But yeah, yeah, there was, it was a lot of just like you know, sort of checking in and being like, so here's how a comic book is made, which is really cool for people who are, you know, more tapped into the movies and didn't know all right. the work that goes into it. But yeah, for for folks who are like hoping for some exclusives on new comic books, there wasn't a ton. Yeah,
0: it was a little better and in, 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 also in a sense that, if you don't know, DC Fandom is uh, DC Comics' new virtual uh, convention, yeah. I would call it. But uh, the first year, they had released all these names like Brian Michael Bendis and all these comics creators that were supposed to attend. And then like it got kind of canceled. Then they had like a second date uh later in October. And right. again, not a lot of comics content this year, only one day. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of movies, a lot of TV uh, news. And they, uh, they kind of
1: condensed it too. The first time they ran it, there were like mm. multiple channels that you could tune into for right. more fan focused stuff and um screenings of short films and, this year, it was very much like um, it was cool to still see like a ton of fan art, but it was kind of used as a as like a bumper between larger segments.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they yeah. They, they, they did that a little bit last year, too. Mm-hmm. They also had like a competition. Right. With Jim Lee yeah. kind of hosting it. And then they like redacted. It was very weird. There was 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 some
1: really cool stuff, though. But yeah, he did. He did. uh, There was like a whole segment where he was like, "Well, actually, you have to know about this that's coming up," and then they just bleeped out a bunch of stuff.
0: Yeah, I was like, "Am I actually seeing this? Like, like are they really?" (laughs) I think it was. It was a bit,
1: but it was a strange bit because we didn't know to expect that. So it was. I don't know. It was very very odd. There were a couple of cool announcements, though.
0: Yeah, uh, The Monkey Prince was finally revealed. It's a 12 issue series that's starting in February yeah. um, from Jean Long Yang and Bernard Chang. And, I uh, cannot
1: wait for this. This looks so fun.
0: It does. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you had read the DC Festival of Heroes, the Asian Superior Celebration number no. one mm-hmm. anthology comic, um, there was a Monkey Prince story yeah. there, which kind of set it up fans and there was the promise that it would be returning there would be an
1: actual ongoing and now we finally get it and we're gonna get it in just uh, what three months from now yeah in, fe- well, in february yeah and it's 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 journey to the west characters fighting dark side i mean come on <laughs> that sounds so <laughs> it, rad
0: the character is very like peter parker feeling to me as well like, very acrobatic
1: young, and and superhero yeah, yeah. exactly yeah
0: Obviously, the biggest news of the, of the DC fandom was probably the Batman trailer, the first official trailer that, that was revealed.
1: Yeah, the trailer slaps. I I really enjoyed it. I was I've been kind of iffy on this since the since the original teaser because I I thought it was going maybe too dark, too um, edgy, and then this one yeah. shows that they're still going to have some fun with it too. So I, I I'm I'm very on board for for the Batman now.
0: Same. Did you see? Um, Uh, Robert Pattinson said, I think on Friday in some interview, that if the movie bombs, (laughs) he'll do porn. (laughs) Good for him. I know, right? Uh, DC revealed earlier this week that they tripled their views with 66 million views as opposed to 22 million views last year. Clearly a huge success, um, and they'll probably continue it on forever and ever and ever and ever until the uh, end of time.
1: Yeah, they better. (laughs) I mean, come on. That's official i was enjoying it like i i will tell you and maybe it's just because i'm more of a comics nerd but like it was so much more fun to watch fandom than it was to watch uh like netflix to Dom or whatever it was called. oh yeah Uh uh-huh yeah yep
0: totally it's kind of fun like you know the whole idea of them being in a dome and like they always do these shots where like the uh the the narrator or whatever you call it the announcer person is like very tiny and the camera's way up in the top of the dome and they zoom down in. I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of kooky, but it 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 also, it
1: also depends on how comfortable that person is being in front of a green screen. You can always tell like, if it's like something they're not used to, like when it zooms in on the rock, he's in his element, you know, like like Dwayne Johnson is just like, I've been wanting to show you black Adam. And then, you know, (laughs) to do him like as much as I love Neil Gaiman, I laughed out loud when it like zoomed in on tiny Neil Gaiman in his little in his little dome, and he's like introducing the dreaming. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. There, the showmanship isn't quite there. Right, right.
1: But it's it's also there's something still kind of endearing about that.
0: That's true. That's a good point. Uh, DC also at DC fandom, I think it was at DC fandom, revealed they are changing Superman's motto f- yes. from Truth, Justice, and the American Way to truth justice and a better tomorrow and man <laughs> racist j- conservative jerks were very angry about this. you know it's wild because i feel
1: like this happens uh every couple of years and it's a surprise yeah. and it's all it's always people who uh aren't actually reading the comics that are upset about it um you're right yep i i don't know i i feel like superman belongs to the world <laughs> Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah,
0: the American Way motto made sense, you know, earlier in American history when it was like when it was you know, we were, yes, hopeful yeah. and we were all kind of banded together because of all the world wars. But it also that was a response past.
1: to you know the kind of jingoism that was keeping people you know uh, you know supporting the war effort. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's I. It's so strange to me that someone can see a promise of a better tomorrow and be. I know, right? (laughs) No, we don't want a better tomorrow. We want an American way. God damn it! I'm not trying to be nasty, but just like, yeah, get over it. Like, I, it's, yeah, super. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like, uh, especially you know, in the last ten years, Superman has has his concerns have become much more global. I mean, you look at you look at Grant Mm. Morrison's Superman. And that dude doesn't give a fuck about the American way. That guy is trying no. to take care of the people.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like an imperialist thing yeah. almost, isn't it? Like the American way. You know, I was just reading um
1: Also some, here's uh, the thing. How often does yeah. how often does Superman look directly at the reader and say, You know my motto, everyone? Like, you know, it just doesn't <laughs> fucking
0: happen. It doesn't That's true. And like how, yeah, how no much is really this actually
1: it. going to affect anything?
0: Yeah, it's an interesting choice. I think DC's probably shifting or making a big stink out of shifting the name because sure. of you know this desire to, you know, be more um, to to capture stories with more marginalized sure. voices sure. And, oh, of course. and stuff like yeah. that. So they're they're signaling that this is the direction the company's going. Yeah. It, but you're right. It has nothing to do with Superman. Also, uh well,
1: Clark's not going to be spending a whole lot of time in America for a while. Like he's he's uh he's true. in space. He's on War World like you know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um I was just reading um some constitution like what do they call those? Amendments or whatever sure. that were rejected over the 100 200 years oh, wow. of American history oh, I can't and even one imagine. of them was they wanted to change the name to, from the United States of America to the United States of Earth. And I don't know why that, that this, is, <laughs> this news is reminding me of that.
1: Oh, that's interesting. I, I,
0: isn't it? Like, what were they thinking? It's
1: just us. <laughs> it's just us.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, in other DC Comics news, DC also revealed that Superman Son of Kal-El number yeah. five has outsold the first issue, and they're going to be putting the first four issues back into uh print with uh, reprints,
1: which is, which a, is very uh, wild yeah. considering the the paper shortage. That's causing a lot of like, you know, a, a lot of issues to be delayed, but they're, yeah, they're there's just like, we've uh, got to, we got to strike. Like this is doing really well. I, you
0: you, you kind of wonder too, like they, they say these reprints will be in comic book shops, October 30th. And right. that's probably going to be the case, but at the same time image comics, I believe this week put out a statement to comics distributors that they won't be doing second, third, fourth, fifth reprints at all, mm-hmm. uh, moving forward until the paper shortage is ironed out. But this news—this um, at least obviously, gives them,
1: a, you know, a week or so to to get those reprints out, or at least, or maybe they were already planned. Yeah. You know, we we don't—that's the yeah. thing.
0: Yeah, the, the, the obviously uh, Superman Son of Number Five is outselling the first issue in part because. Of the news last week sure. that uh, Superman John Kent is bisexual will be coming out as bisexual in this issue, yeah. which will of course make it sort of historical uh, and also tradable and value will go up mm. for those who like that kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know if you could tell from what I'm how I'm saying this, but I don't actually collect you know single issues right. like this, but there is a market for it.
1: Right, right, yeah. It's it's interesting, and I, I think you know I think maybe people who um, have been turned off by Superman for a long time or, you know, just weren't collecting the book or, or weren't interested. Uh, you know, when people see themselves in a book, it, it'll, yeah. it makes them want to read it, you know? And I, mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of interest being generated by five and, you know, it's going to be really nice for people to be able to say, okay, I didn't get into this book until issue five, but I have been able to collect the run without breaking the bank.
0: Right, totally. Um, DC also, they didn't announce it per se, uh, but they changed the color artist on um, this fifth issue. Oh. Gabe Ltiab mm-hmm. was the color artist, and now it's Hi-Fi.
1: Now, oh, interesting. I you, didn't realize
0: that. If you read Bleeding Cool, mm-hmm. uh, they reported on the fact that Gabe was outspokenly against Superman being bisexual. and Oh, no. Took to Twitter, was very angry, saying, this isn't my Superman, et cetera, et cetera, that kind of talk. So, (laughs) yeah, it's a bummer. DC made the right move, I think, by taking Gabe off the book and putting Hi-Fi on. I don't know if Hi-Fi is recoloring all the first four issues, but Mm. Hi-Fi did come in and recolor the fifth issue, because Gabe was originally on that issue. Yeah. Interesting. Um, But... It's I think they handled this news well. Like they didn't make a big stink out of it. They didn't, uh-huh. you know, throw Gabe under the bus, even though you know he's been outspokenly against the series. But they made the right move by, you know, taking someone off who doesn't believe in the the you know yeah. the the greatness of this move to make Superman bisexual. Boy
1: howdy, yeah. I'm looking at this, uh all these posts. It's uh it's pretty intense. Are you reading the Gabe posts? Yeah, it was he was mad about yeah. the about John and also about the motto and yeah (laughs) boy i it's kind of like you know i mean yeah i mean if 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 ethan van shiver is the one who's stepping up to your defense i think (laughs) yeah i I was about to make that point like boy 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 i don't
0: don't understand this i mean gabe is so outspokenly against this does he just want to destroy his career like who is going to work with this guy if he's like that, like talking trash about a book he's on, like how unprofessional is that? I don't care. I mean, sure, he disagrees with it, but why be so outspoken? Like it's just, uh, you know, uh, career suicide.
1: Yeah, it's it's very. It, uh, man, I I don't even know what to say about any of this. I'm I'm just kind of uh, soaking it all in. This is me seeing this shit in real time. Um, it's it's very odd. Uh, Anytime someone has a an inflammatory response to a character des- decision like this or a story decision, and yeah. they're you're uh, any argument that starts with they ca- <laughs> they call us bigots and racists and shit, yeah yeah, uh, is probably not gonna go the way <laughs> you want it to go. Like I I, yeah. I oh boy yeah it's uh, that's. That's a whole lot.
0: It's commendable that also Tom Taylor and John Timms, the creators, yes. the main creators on the title haven't come out and said anything against Gabe. Right. Again, like there's a professionalism here that is just bizarre to me. I understand whatever.
1: feeling if you if you signed up for a book thinking it was going to be one thing and it's not, but this mm-hmm. is not this is not the way to handle it nor the forum to no. handle it and I I also you're not making yourself sound great in this, like, no. yeah, that's rough. It is rough, but uh, yeah,
0: moving on, hi fi will be coloring the book. Um, in other news, yeah, Comixology has added a reading feature and comics on their Kindle apps, which they Ooh. promised back in September, I believe, yeah. when um, the Comixology president's David Steinberger. Came out and said we have all these new features, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, this is of course part of Comicsology's move to become more Amazon-related.
1: There's no Comicsology.com anymore, right. of
0: course. It's now Amazon.com. So
1: it's all this it, was yeah, planned. It's more integrated. It's it's uh, it's more accessible, um, which is cool. And it's 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 interesting that it yeah it's it's really cool to see that it didn't take very long for this to roll out either.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a video actually on Comics.com on this news. If you watch it, it's kind of funny. If you don't want your novels and your comics mixing, uh-huh. you can press this button and like it makes the books go away and the comics appear, or vice versa. That's great. <laughs> it's like I don't want my the, my, uh, my content mixing like this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got your peanut butter and my chocolate. Exactly. Um, uh, that's cool. I you know uh, I'm
0: still bummed out that yes.
1: Comicsology.
0: Not, I mean, I'm still bummed out that, that Amazon bought them like yes. seven years. Ago.
1: I, I, yeah, I like the accessibility <laughs> options, but man, uh, a little a, fewer evil corporations, please.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: I'm, but maybe you in space soon. I'm just salty. Yeah, right. I'm just salty <laughs> because I, my Spectre inspectors uh, graphic novel came in the mail today uh, from Amazon and it was bent in half. So. Oh no. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find it at one of the local bookshops because they didn't have them earlier this week. Are you going to get a refund? Yes. Yeah.
0: Nice. Something you probably won't need to get a refund on is Valiant (laughs) Comics in 2022. (laughs) Hell no. Valiant signaled they have big changes for 2022. And uh, it's nice that they're doing this in part because uh, they were supposed to come out big this year. And, of course, the pandemic completely cut them at the knees um, last year. And... Right. Uh, they revealed that Shadow Man's returning in January. Um, also Punk Mambo is coming back. Yes! They, they haven't revealed who else is coming back, yeah. but they basically made it clear some of the more iconic Valiant characters will be returning. So excited. Yeah, it should be awesome. Um... Cullen Bunn is continuing on with Shadow Man. John Davis Hunt isn't on this next arc, but I'm, yeah. I don't think he's been, like, removed from the series or anything like that. No, it's I, just he's taking his time.
1: Yeah, uh, the, yeah, we're doing, it's launching the Dead Side War, which is going to bring in, like, a ton of characters from previous mm. Shadow Man um, runs, including Punk Mambo, which I'm so excited. I loved the, Cullen Bunn's Punk Mambo miniseries ruled, and uh, I, I'm so excited to see that character come back and, Shadow Man is just consistently one of my my favorite books on the shelf.
0: Yeah, super fun, and we've had both Colin and John Davis on. That's the right, show. yeah. Also super fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer's Angel is headed to Hollywood, but wait, who's writing it? Christopher Cantwell, get out of here! Yeah. Along with Daniel Bayless on art and Patricio Delpeche mm-hmm. on colors, Becca Carey on letters. I've noticed Becca Carey. Uh, has been lettering more books at boom mm-hmm. um, of late but uh i'm not a huge buffy are you ever into buffy i was oh, never oh dude really into
1: i fucking really? loved buffy that was my <laughs> jam uh nice. and i i liked angel and i i i am i'm into this idea that it's like a uh a almost like a a hollywood satire of him yeah. as a detective um mm. which is kind of like that was their way of spinning him off was to make him a, you know, give him a detective agency and on his, on his yeah. own show. So this is like a really interesting twist on that.
0: Yeah, because yeah, he's actually a detective, but also plays one on
1: TV. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> it's kind of a fun idea. How many seasons did Angel have? Do you Five. know the top of your head?
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, um,
0: I think it's also kind of neat. Cantwell is writing since, you know, he obviously has experience writing TV. So he might actually be able to bring in some realism mm-hmm. into that element of the story which is neat. Yeah, for sure. This is the second time Angel's gotten a new series. I think Zach Thompson was the last one who wrote a story arc for I think boom. so, yeah. Um clearly boom wants to keep this going, but I don't know. Is Bu- is are there still Buffy fanatics out there or is the Buffy storm I don't kind of No, it's weird.
1: I've fallen off the Buffy books. Um in and you know, a lot of that has to do with the weed and of it all, but uh, other parts yeah. of the, um, just the, I don't know, it, it, it expanded so quickly. I feel like we were like four issues into Buffy when like five spinoffs came out. So, mm-hmm. and there's been like, there's like a, there's like a Buffy multiverse now and like all this other, it's the same thing with the, with Booms Firefly books, where I was just like, I don't, it, it, right. it all expanded really quickly. Um, I'm sure at some point I'll do a deep dive. I'm hearing that the main Buffy book is really good, um, mm-hmm. but I, I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, as far as as far as I can tell, people are still very much into it. And, I mean, enough that we're still getting new, you know, offshoots of it.
0: True. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder about these um, comic book licenses, yeah. like. They have to, they, I mean, Boom must have to pay something, right, to get the license. Oh, sure, yeah. So now there's, like, this obligation to put out books, even if they don't do well. I'm not saying they are, but, right. like, you know what I mean? Like, there's this weird relationship between the licensee and yeah. the, the licensed comic, and then the creators involved, et cetera, et cetera. I, I,
1: yeah, there's, there's a, a lot of that with licensed books. I mean, you look at, <laughs> it's always funny to me, like, uh, how IDW chooses which uh characters to mash up on any particular <laughs> crossover. <laughs> right. But uh, uh-huh. you know, I I think there's also just like a certain fan fiction-y thrill for fan for, for fans of these properties to see the the stories continue. I mean you know, as a as a fourteen year old kid who was devastated when uh, Firefly was canceled, you know, if you had told me that one day there'll be so many comic books that you won't actually care, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> like, I would have I would have been. What are you talking about? Give me all the content. But it's yeah, it's it's weird, and you know, it's it's also varying in quality, like the. I got really burned by the Firefly books from Dark Horse uh and you know oh, yeah. and so I just kind of like fell off of the property for a while and, and now yeah the again the Joss Whedon of it all it's kind of hard for me to uh reinvest myself
0: right yeah and I mean I think because he is the creator of these things he's always involved in these projects in well, and so Well and he looms yeah
1: and it, even when he's not directly involved like his his influence looms large over it and it's you know it's one of the things where like I you know, I'm going on a little tangent here, but like I loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like it was something that was very important to me. And yeah. I tried to do a rewatch, um, maybe about a year mm-hmm. ago. And, you know, with all the stories that came out about his behavior and, and like how how people like were kind of like still dealing with that, you know, those it like with you know the the things that he had, had you know, he, terror- on he terrorized set, yeah. people, you know, as, yep. and, and, you know, he, he, he you know was just very like talked down to people. And I, I every time I watch that show now, all I'm seeing is people processing their trauma on screen. Yeah, it's not. Right. I don't know. I don't mean to be like, I'm, I'm not the moral majority or whatever, but it's just, uh, yeah, it makes it hard to like things when you know it's being it was made by <laughs> someone who uh, didn't take care of the people who helped make it.
0: Right. And they're in a position where they were um, vulnerable. Sure. Right? Acting course. in front of them. Yeah.
1: I don't know. It, it is kind of, it's kind of a bummer because I, I am, I, I do love that universe, but I don't know that I'll uh, ever catch up with it.
0: Yeah. It's been tarnished probably forever. Yeah. And other licensing news, <laughs> Joe Hill's rain is getting a comic adaptation. This is a, no, a short story in a novella called strange weather, which had, I think three or four other stories. And this five-issue series launches January 12th from David Buher, who is also the writer of Killer Queens, and artist Zoe Thorogood, um, mm-hmm. with Colors by Chris Hill Halloran. What's interesting about this news, too, is this is from Image Comics, but also, I'm going to say this Syzygy. correctly, Syzygy Publishing. The only reason <laughs> I know how to
1: say that is, is because it's an ep- it's the title of an episode of The X-Files. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god, is it
1: a word? Does it mean something? Uh I I you know what? I looked it up recently and if it, I'm thinking of the right episode, syzygy is the one that had Is that the one that had Ryan Reynolds in it? Hang on.
0: It's a new publishing house yeah. from Chris Ryall and Ashley Wood. So it's like they've got their own imprint, I suppose you'd call cool. it. Um that's also being published through Image Comics. Nice. Sort of like Best Jacket Press with Scott Snyder yeah. and Image Comics.
1: Uh, Syzygy refers to a straight line astrological alignment of three or more celestial bodies in a gravitational system. Uh, and yeah, it was, a, it was an episode of hmm. the X-Files. The one where the two, uh, two girls in a small town get, uh, like telekinetic powers <laughs> and they start killing oh. their bullies. Okay. Yeah. Nice. It, it's rad. It's Everybody really go watch episode. that now. Yeah. Everybody watch this. <laughs> stop listening to this. We'll wait. <laughs> So, Rain is a story
0: about a seemingly normal August day in Boulder, Colorado. The skies are clear, and Honeysuckle Speckle couldn't be happier. That's right, Honeysuckle Speck, not Speckle. She's finally moving in with her girlfriend Yolanda, but their world is literally torn apart when dark clouds roll in and release a downpour of nails, splinters of bright crystal that shred the skin of anyone not safely undercover. Holy, Holy cow. shit. Don't go to Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> That sounds wild. I saw um, Joe Hill is, a, I mean, he obviously wrote the original story. He's yes. not super duper, like, tightly involved, but I saw him sharing the news. Yeah, and he's very excited yeah. for this creative team. Zoe Thorogood is so good. Like, oh, yeah. She's just kind of get, getting her start. Um, she's done a couple really amazing Department of Truth co- mm-hmm. covers and I think she did one of the ha issues, if I'm yes. not mistaken. But yeah. yeah,
1: I think Thorogood has uh, another cover coming up that, that was just shared for Department of Truth that is, like, just really trippy, like, psychedelic yeah. stuff. Speaking of trippy,
0: mm-hmm. Marvel revealed Spine-Tangling Spider-Man, a new Marvel Unlimited series. Uh, it's an eight-part series by Saladin Ahmed and Juan Ferreira. Yeah. Juan Ferreira has been teasing this for, like, I feel Forever. like two months. He's yeah. been posting spider-man shots but did you listen to the fucking theme song for this because wait there's a theme
1: song i missed that
0: yes okay uh, if you go to the link um marvel.com link in the first paragraph of the news that's on aipt
1: Uh uh-huh it
0: is so good dude it is like i don't know what would you call it it's almost like a circus
1: scary circus i'm gonna listen to it right now can we drop it in
0: (laughs) yeah sure i maybe i could i don't know Could it sued i don't know
1: oh Oh, okay. Some spooky piano.
0: You listening to it? Yeah, I yeah, yeah.
1: Spooky. This is live. Oh, even spookier piano. The thing that I like about piano is that it gets progressively spookier. Ooh. <laughs> 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 yeah. I was it's listening to God. it over and
0: over, and this Lisa was so like, cool. what's going on in there?
1: yeah it is like a spooky like carnival, so it almost sounds like uh like this you would hear this in a haunted house. Oh, I love it, I love this so yeah. much yeah if that's the vibe of the book like i'm I'm here for it, yeah, and apparently it stars a classic villain yet to be determined. Mm.
0: Don't go don't to sleep,
1: sleep. <laughs> don't close your eyes. <laughs>
0: That's out October 26th. Uh, Obviously, you have to have a Marvel Unlimited subscription, which is $10 a month to read it. Awesome. No paper shortages on Marvel Unlimited. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Uh, Marvel revealed their full solicitations on Thursday. Uh, A lot of the uh, series reveals we already knew. Uh, For instance, the Maestro book was revealed actually Mm -hmm. on AMPT the day before, which is Peter David's third and final Maestro uh, origin story, I guess you call it. And uh, but a lot of cool stuff in here 10 lives of Wolverine, yep. 10 deaths of Wolverine. Is it 10 deaths? I think we got that
1: backwards. I think X deaths. I think you're, I think it's X lives of Wolverine and (laughs) 10 deaths of Wolverine, maybe, or no, X deaths of (laughs) okay. Ben told us this, and I've already forgotten.
0: I mean, for all we know, it's interchangeable, too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Wolverine's weekly series written by Ben Percy with art by Joshua Casera yeah. and Federico Vicentini is kicking off in January. Supposedly, this is going to be a new era for Kirkoa. But yeah. it also follows Inferno by Jonathan Hickman, which I'm sure is spinning right out of that.
1: Yeah. Uh, I am so hyped for yeah. these Devil's Reign tie-ins. Uh, Superior Four, yeah. specifically.
0: <laughs> with Doc Ock, yeah. Yeah. I was lucky uh, when Zach Thompson was on the show a couple of weeks ago, he, he told me off air about this. Uh-huh. And then like it was, I guess it got leaked like a day or two later, like people were talking about it. But She-Hulk, really excited for She-Hulk by Rainbow Rowell. Mm-hmm. I'm glad she's continuing on with something at Marvel. I know with um, the end of uh, Runaways. Runaways. Yeah. People were wondering if she was done with comics in general. I... She's also off Twitter too, so it's hard to know what right. she's up to.
1: Uh, I'm just happy to see, I'm happy to see a She-Hulk book on the shelf. Like I, that's a character that I I love so much. And she
0: looks normal. She looks like she's having fun. (laughs) Yes. She's not a giant monstrous version of herself who who doesn't speak, you know, clearly anymore. I I read that
1: they'll be doing like the weird, uh, like fourth wall awareness for the TV series, which makes me really happy.
0: Oh yeah, that's. I mean, they
1: have to, right? I would hope so. We got, we got. It's such to. a
0: classic element. Yeah, by, uh, John Byrne, right?
1: Yeah, John Byrne's run. Um, I, I love, I love She Hulk so much. The, um, oh, who was it? Was it Dan Slott that did a? Who did the run with Javier Polito? It was Dan Slott. Was it right? Charles Soule? Charles Soule. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Dan Soule did uh, Dan
0: Slott did one too. I forget who drew it with him though.
1: See. Hulk, She Hulk. If you're a big X-Men Soul, fan, yeah. um,
0: it was so mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, X-Men is is limiting their series with the uh, the Wolverine series going out. So New Mutants right. and X-Men are continuing. I know there's a Marauders annual, but uh, supposedly we're going to be getting new series, new creative teams uh, revealed for February and March. Sweet. Yeah. I, dude, I cannot get into this Hulk. It's just, what? I don't know. <laughs> Ryan Otley's great. Uh, Donnie Cates is been great here and there yeah. uh i don't know he's just it's just like how do you go from al ewing's incredible thought-provoking
1: immortal hulk uh-huh. to me smash big you know like oh yeah I, don't know. I, I haven't i haven't checked it out yet
0: but yeah uh check out the full solicitations on amputee there's plenty of comics art in there yeah you're right there's a lot of devil's reign uh, tie-ins yeah. like there's, there's an x-men there's one. a few that i'm
1: really excited i mean the the shot of Emma Frost and Elektra on the same cover. Like, they, they get me. They understand.
0: <laughs> Phil Noto and Jerry Dugan. You, you thought they were uh, not going to be working together again for a little bit. Yeah. But nope. Here they are with a three part X Men Dark Reign tie in. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for news. In our next segment, Top Books of the Week, we talk about our top two favorite comics out this week. Yeah. Nathan, what was your second favorite book of the week? My
1: second favorite book of the week was Night of the Ghoul, number one, by Scott Snyder and Francesco Francovia this book rules <laughs> um, lots of, <laughs> lots of questions that are unanswered, but it, uh, it really sets a tone for, for this, mm. for this story um, following a, a lost horror film that may have actually documented uh, the monster that inspired all monsters.
0: Yes. Yes. That's cool. Right. Yeah. Which is such <laughs> a
1: cool, a cool hook. And the Frank Avia's artwork is gruesome and, very um like moody it really just like you feel like you're in the shadows the whole time like with them and you know no no room seems to have lights <laughs> anywhere um, <laughs> and it uh man i just i really like this the, just the 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 tone of this piece really got to me it's it's the perfect spooky season read
0: it's it was wild reading this yeah. in part because scott on twitter and i think even in interviews with me has been teasing this book, I think, for three or four yes. years. Yeah. Villa, I think, so... posted
1: like a like a like half of the cover, like six months ago or something like that. Like just just mm. the just the close up of the soldier like walking through the uh through the tunnel. Uh mm-hmm. and it's <laughs> man, it's so wild because you get like some there's some sections that feel very um over the top, like a 1940s, you know, horror film. There's some very almost, almost uh, Howard Hawksian kind of dialogue where it's just like, "Oh, this is like a classic adventure story," and then it all goes terribly wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. I love the story within a story concept too. it works in a unique way here for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. What was your... uh, that's
0: from Comixology. Yep. Uh, oh, you want to know what my second favorite book Hell of the week is? the Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I really like Death of Doctor Strange Number Two by Jim McKay and Lee Garvin. I did too. Um, it
1: was very close to being my number two.
0: It's a continuation, of course, of the first issue. Uh, spoilers: <laughs> Doctor Strange dies in Death of Doctor yeah. Strange. Is that a spoiler? I thought you were title? saying
1: spoilers. Number two continues from number one.
0: <laughs> no,
1: no. Um, <laughs> number two.
0: So that's a. Oh my god, that has a really good rendition of this voice. <laughs> Thank you. Number two. I must um,
1: pick a number two.
0: So at the end of the first issue, we find out that a younger Doctor Strange from a mm-hmm. different era of Marvel Comics has uh, appeared to solve his own murder.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I think is so funny. he sliced out a week from his own timeline.
0: <laughs> right. I love that, too. Yeah. So, yeah, this issue reveals that, no, we're not just going to get a young version of Doctor Strange. He only has a week to solve his own murder. Right. Um, and he of course also doesn't know most of the heroes in the room yeah. or characters that know him. Uh, He clearly like knows who Captain America is, but like he's surprised when he talks to get to a call and... from him. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, what? Yeah, it's 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 so clever, yeah. and it just puts this big I don't know question mark on this now main Doctor Strange character in the story. Yeah. Meanwhile, we also get uh, finally get to see the three mothers Ooh. who were teased, gosh, by Marvel like three months ago now. Yeah. But they're finally in the story, and um, it's a uh, they're all three of them are just so unique mm-hmm. and crazy and, and and scary and also incredibly powerful. We get yeah. to actually see the Avengers fight these three gods right up front in the second. We're well, not up front in the issue, yeah. but in the in the story arc, we get to see them fight so soon, and we can see that they're having a hard time fighting these very uh, unique styles like, of uh, Thor's. Not villains. even putting a
1: dent in these guys. Yeah no uh, iron man gets like maggots in a suit uh, yeah oh my god the bit where he yells they're inside they're inside the suit like actually like uh, made my creepy. skin crawl yeah
0: so no um i i had i didn't i don't know what to expect from this series yeah. but i'm just like totally taken aback by how original it yes. feels how unique the take is
1: and i'm just here for the ride i
0: mean it's I, five issues yeah
1: There's a couple tie-ins coming in. I love how the first half of this issue really takes its time, too. Like, there's a lot of just kind of, like, you know, detective work or just him trying to figure out why he, you know, why he's there, why he, why everyone's, like, the the fact that he's confused that Mordo would even be there. He's just like, oh, yeah, it makes sense that you're standing over my corpse. (laughs) like Right. um, And I love when Cap calls Steven, he says, like, look, uh, Doctor Strange is dead, I'm him from earlier. I'm trying to solve my own murder. And, and Cap is just like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> <he's> <laughs> like sure. That, that might as well happen. Right.
0: It's not that big of a surprise coming from Dr. Strange of all people too, right. right?
1: Yeah. It's super fun.
0: Um, I, I swear, Jeb McKay, like he just keeps putting out books that are just so exciting and interesting. Huge I mean, idea. He made black too. cat work too. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's the future of Marvel Comics. What is your favorite book of the week, though?
1: Man, my favorite book of the week was Catwoman Lonely City, number one, by Cliff Chang. Um, you know, there, we've gotten a lot of these kind of, quote unquote, last stories, you know, from from superhero comic book characters, you know, Dark Knight Returns and stuff like that. This feels like it, it justifies its existence, like, as a... Because, you know, like, we, you know... It, it, it almost feels like well-trod territory, right? Like we've gotten stuff like mm-hmm. Last Night on Earth and Wonder Woman Dead Earth and like all these other stories. This one f- succeeds by focusing primarily on character. Um, it's not about, you know, like how everything has gone wrong. It's about how Selena, Kyle, is going to put her life back together while fixing her past wrongs. Um, yeah. And it's full of these like beautiful little character moments. Like she breaks into... Uh, an evidence locker just to bring Barbara Gordon, her dad's pipe, you know? Um, And the artwork is gorgeous. There's these beautiful like pink and red night skies uh, and Selena, you know, bounding from rooftop to rooftop, trying to evade these like bat Gestapo (laughs) that are, that are like running the city uh, under mayor Harvey Dent. Uh, It's just, Big concepts that are being anchored by like lovely dialogue and and strong character beats. Yeah, it's uh, it's just another example of why DC Black Label works so well, right? This is yeah, this is my favorite Black Label book in a minute for sure.
0: And oh God, I've loved um, Chang's work since I think I. Came upon his work when he was working with Brian azzarello on Wonder Woman. Yeah,
1: I think that's when he like really showed up on my radar too.
0: It's so rare to see someone write, draw, letter, color an entire book by themselves in every element for the big two works. Yeah, exactly. And so, from our perspective uh, as two incredible comic geeks who read everything, we're incredible. <laughs> <laughs> But I used the word geeks, which is a negative. Um, <laughs> no, but like, how this this is so rare to happen. So yeah. when we're reading the book, I, I I'm
1: I'm speaking for you, of course. But like, oh, when we're reading the book,
0: <laughs> we, we read it a little differently because we know like this one human being did it yes. all, and
1: it's oh, just incredible. Oh see. And I, I found myself, you know, this is like fifty pages. I still found myself taking my time, like absorbing every panel you know because like sometimes i feel like you do especially when you're trying to read as many as we do in a week and like you know crank yeah. out it put out reviews and you know prep for the podcast and then also balance you know our actual jobs <laughs> <And> <laughs> yep. it, you know you find yourself like missing some things and this one i was just like i want to soak up everything this is totally uh this is it's so good and it feels like it feels like a spiritual successor to Darwin Cook and Ed Brubaker's Catwoman run, which is mm, like so yeah. important to me. And I, I, I yeah, I, I'm very much enjoying this. I can't wait for the second issue.
0: Yeah, I also like the format too. Like this, did you get a sense that the, um, the like, what's not not resolution, but like the 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 page uh, size was a little bit different? It was like a little more square, wasn't it? it
1: yeah, it almost. Uh, you know the 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 grids almost remind me of like Sunday strips. Does that make sense? Like it yeah yeah yeah. It has mm-hmm. almost like a Dick Tracy vibe <laughs> that I love. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah, good point. And I don't know if maybe some of that is just like the the superb color choices. Like everything mm. pops.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see that so often when when the artists um, the penciler is also the color artist. Yeah. Like there's there's a there's a color story going on there that's that's so obvious for uh, sure. But it doesn't beat my favorite comic book of the week. Excuse me? And I'll fight, I'm going to fight you. I'm going to fight you. No, I'm not. I'm not. just kidding. Um, my favorite book of the week was Refrigerator Full of Heads by Rio Yours and Tom Fowler. Hell yeah. In part because I really, really liked the Hill House Comics launch back in 2019 with Basket Full of Heads. I, I started reading this and I'm like, wait a minute. Is this a sequel to Basketful Full of Heads? And it is. I had no idea, which brings up an interesting thing. Hill House Comics is back, but there was like absolutely yeah. no fanfare. It seems
1: that way. It's like yeah. no
0: marketing. But when, when Hill House Comics launched, it was like he was uh, Joe Hill was doing interviews left and right. There were like ads everywhere. This
1: is the future. <laughs> we killed Vertigo <laughs> like, for this. <laughs>
0: exactly, right? Uh, but this book is just so entertaining. Yeah. It's like the perfect Halloween-y book. Mm-hmm. Um you didn't have to read a basketful of heads to get it. It actually opens in this same uh, house where there are all these artifacts, which we saw in Basketball of Heads. But instead of taking the axe, which is uh, the main weapon in the first one, right. they take a dagger, which kicks off the story. But maybe the axe comes back later. Uh, <laughs> if you like New England stories, uh-huh. this is set in uh, Maine, but it also involves a shark. I'll say no more, but uh, <laughs> okay, if you, if you dig Jaws... Uh, you've never seen a shark like this uh, attack. And uh, it introduces
1: an intriguing It was like a BuzzFeed headline, and I loved it. (laughs) You've never seen a shark like this.
0: Oh, my God. I'm going to write an article right now. Uh, But no, it introduces this uh, couple who are vacationing in Maine, and uh, they're clearly not quite used to Mm small-town bikers. Yeah, that's right. I said bikers. Uh, the main, one of the main characters gets in a tussle with some bikers, uh, has to flee or get killed, but it leads to them finding something in the water, and then this leads to them finding something else, which leads to a cliffhanger that could be a very valuable weapon if you were attacked. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so there's a supernatural element to the story. Fowler does an amazing job with lettering. Uh. I, I believe he's doing a lot of the sound effects. There is a lot of chomps in the end. Oh, boy. And they look really cool. And uh, just the the level of detail in not only like the costuming, but the environments is really good, uh-huh. too. So often in horror comics, like you need to get those details right in order to make it kind of scary and believable. Sure. And I think they've done that here. Um, I'm just so excited that Hill House Comics is like continuing. Like this is like a yeah, uh, sequel. Yeah, so, I would suggest reading Basketful of Heads, but you don't have to. Okay. Um, but it's like small town horror story. I never finished that one. I, I, should, I
1: should go back and check it out for sure.
0: But uh, if you want to learn more about Night of the Ghoul, check out the AIPT Comics podcast next week. Yeah. Scott Snyder is joining us to talk about his three comicsology releases and maybe more. We don't know. He hasn't happened yet. He hasn't <laughs> happened yet. In our next segment, Standout. Kapow! Moment of the Week. This is our favorite moment out of all the comic bookies we read. Yeah. Oh, I love my comic bookies.
1: Yeah. Our our little Wookiee books.
0: <laughs> oh my god, do you suppose Chewbacca says Wookiee books?
1: I he has to. I think he's contractually obligated to. We just don't know because we can't speak Wookiee.
0: Fun fact, when you spell Wookiee, put an extra E at the end.
1: Wookie. Yeah, you
0: have to, You have to, uh, the spelling is an extra E. I remember... Uh,
1: oh, like is it extra if here. that's just how it's spelled?
0: No, it's not extra, but according to the New York <laughs> Times, it is. Because oh. they got it wrong, and they had to do a correction, oh, and they were wow. like, we spelled Wookiee wrong. Anyway, <laughs> we just like to litter in little fun facts into the yeah, show. Yeah, that's good. What was your favorite moment of the week, Nathan?
1: Uh, my favorite moment of the week came from the United States of Captain America number 5 by, by Christopher Cantwell and Dale Eaglesham. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is the the grand finale of this miniseries that has seen Cap uh, chasing his shield across America, teaming up with different uh, Caps everywhere. Um, and this one, he is hypnotized by the – I'm just going to spoil the, the plot. Uh, the hate monger is going to use Captain America's shield to hypnotize America to hate him. Of course he is. Um, and so there's a bit where we get to see Cap being hypnotized by the shield and uh, it turns into this wild nightmare sequence of flames mm. and burning mm. Captain America heads, like giggling through the darkness, looking like something out of doom. Like they, <laughs> uh, they look like the cacao demons from Doom. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. And then a, a skull-faced Captain America up top, The Amer- the statue of liberty is melting and the shield is like surrounded by teeth but it also looks like a weird glassy creepy eye uh it's just a it's a wild nightmare image to drop into the middle of this like kind of light-hearted adventure book <laughs> 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 and it really just it genuinely shocked me i loved it yeah it really did come out of nowhere didn't yeah. it yeah
0: if your name is hatemonger. Yes. And you have you have coworkers of course. You, you know no one works alone. Sure. Do you suppose they are I don't know bothered by the name? Like do they hate him or does he hate them? How does that work?
1: Oh, that's that's a really good point. Um <laughs> you know and I don't know. I I, <laughs> I you can't spell HR without hatemonger. Wait, oh you can't God, spell hatemonger Wait. without HR. <laughs> Uh, Or something. Pretend I said whichever one's funnier. Pretend I said that one. We'll do it in post. We'll just change it in post. Yeah, right.
0: (laughs) Uh, My favorite moment of the week came from Batman number 115 by Jorge Jimenez and James Tynan. Kabam! Oh, kapow! kapow, Fuck. (laughs) Wow. I
1: am rusty. (laughs) It's been a minute since I've done this show.
0: So Jimenez drew only three pages in this Uh issue. Bengal draws the rest, but there's a... A dope uh, shot of a Scarecrow uh, yes. confronting a Peacemaker. Peacemaker? Peacekeeper. Peacekeeper. Uh, and he's all battered and in the sewer, and he just shows up. And it's, again, Jimenez is, is like, got to be one of the best artists in the uh, industry, I think. Hell, yeah. Um, actually, you know what's funny? I was just talking. Last week, uh, Dan Bellinger was on. Uh-huh. We were talking about Psycho Gorman, but he brought up Jorge, and he was saying he was in Spain. Listen to the episode. I'm just going to repeat it anyway, though. Um, <laughs> But uh, he was saying he was in Spain and uh, was talking to, like, one of Jorge's, like, assistants. And he was like, he has, like, a team that works on his pages, right? Like, he doesn't do this. And he's like, no, 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 no. Everything is done by him. He's drawing everything. He's coloring everything, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, it's just astounding what he can do. Yeah, Obviously, he's working digitally. And in this page, which you can see on aptcomics.com on this post... Uh, there's, like, cool blur effects. There's a cool glow effect with Scarecrow's eyes. I love this cool, yeah. unique Scarecrow look that he's designed. And he's just creepy as fuck. The, sh- which is, the
1: kind of blurry shot of them yeah. leaving out into the tunnel is great. Uh, I yeah. love this Scarecrow design. I, like, I have been on board for this look since they debuted it. Yeah, you can't even see his face. He's, yeah.
0: He's got this, like, gas mask on and his glowing eyes. Yeah. And, He's so very inhuman. He looks like a living nightmare. Well, and that's that's and what's, what's so
1: scary about this close up of his eye is that it's dead. Like, there's no, mm. there's mm. you don't see like and, and and Jimenez is so good at rendering like acting from from pe- from character faces. Uh, so it is it has to be a choice for Scarecrow's eye to look completely cold and like he doesn't. Yeah. he's not feeling anything. There's uh, it's just so good. And
0: in the dialogue, he says, uh, you know, Gotham is sick. He's going to bring the cure, yeah. even though he
1: uses poison. Yeah. Well, I wish someone would bring the cure. I've been waiting 13 <laughs> years for a new album.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. Did you see Duran Duran has a new album?
1: No, really. Yeah, it's like their 15th
0: studio album awesome. or something. In our next Durant, segment Durant. Durant. for next week. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's that song? What's the Hungry Like a
1: Wolf? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Go on. (laughs) That's it. I was going to sing it, and I decided not to. (laughs) I've been singing way too much on my other podcasts.
0: (laughs) That's funny. Uh, My most anticipated book of next week is The Amazing Spider-Man, number 77. Kelly Thompson and Sarah Pacelli taking over. Uh, They're going to be showing us a little bit more of what's going on at the Beyond Corporation. Uh, So far in this series, it's been mostly Peter and Ben interacting or dying or living whichever you want us to take on that but finally we get a little bit more on the beyond we've seen a little bit uh in the free comic book day book as well as the first issue i think there was a backup or two with beyond folks but this will be cool also kelly thompson rules uh i just reviewed her captain marvel i think it was volume six or seven that just came out this week it's just so good with dialogue and i've been saying this for years like thompson could kill it on spider-man well now we get to see
1: i'm so excited yeah,
0: what is your most anticipated book out next week?
1: I am really looking forward to After Dark, number one by from AfterShock Comics. Uh, mm. This is a horror anthology that has tales from the likes of Cullen Bunn, Jim Starlin, Frank Thierry, uh Cliff Richards, Nicole Kellinik. I mean, it is like an all-star uh, lineup, uh, and the here's the, the the description of the stories is a disparate tale from a possible future, a chance encounter with a mythical black eyed kid, a children's fable gone awry and a gut wrenching last meal at the local diner. Uh, they're describing it as tales from the crypt meets the twilight zone, which is like, damn, if that, if you had to encapsulate my sweet spot with a horror anthology, like that sounds great. Um, so yeah, I, that's what I'm really looking forward to. This is the best time of year to, to read this kind of book and, and, uh, The this creative team, I feel like, is gonna really bring it. If you don't like bugs, don't read this one, folks. Yeah, it looks like there's lots of
0: bugs. (laughs) There's a spider thing. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I was just looking at it. Oh, oh uh I totally broke rules and looked at it, yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. In our next segment, judging by the cover junior, we're gonna talk about our favorite cover art out next week. Yeah. Once again, if you go to the AIPTcomics.com post, you can see the art for yourself. Nathan, what is your favorite cover?
1: next week uh i'm really looking forward to i love the cover art for task force z number one um, and it's Ooh, the yeah. retailer variant covered by rodolfo migliari um it is a it is 100 <laughs> percent it has to be a friday the 13th riff but it's oh, it is okay. jason uh jason todd's arm bursting up from the ground in front of his grave holding a crowbar the red hood helmet is like on the side of the tombstone and uh, all you can see is here jason Mm. so i i just love the i love the gothic design i love the lightning strike it's very um you know very b-movie horror and i'm super into that so and if that you know kind of gives you a heads up for what this book is going to be like then i'm even more on board than I already was. God, I cannot wait to see Mr. Bloom again. It's been too long.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And I guess now he's dead because yeah. he wasn't dead before. Because now he's like zombified. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. I it's such a wild hook for a series. Jason Todd leading a zombie team of you know basically the zombie suicide squad. I love it. it. Really is. I yeah. love it.
0: Yeah, I mean, how could you make uh, the Suicide Squad more hardcore? Oh, I don't know, just make them undead, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, you know what's funny is I think my original pick is not actually coming out next week. Uh oh. Damn those paper shortages. Um, I'm gonna pick. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm changing my pick <laughs> on the fly. Uh, Moon Knight number four by Joshua Cassara. This has got Moon Knight uh-huh. in a. Well, it's not actually Moon Knight because it's a drawing on a wall in an Egyptian glyph, uh, but he's got like a venomized—I um, don't know—I guess you could just call it venomized. Yeah, he's got a black costume, long tongue, holding up these moon pieces. Sweet. And uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. I mean, I mean Joshua Casera only gets better every year. I think. Yeah. Um, you can see his work on like Wolverine right now, but. This cover has got like a cool texture to it, too. Like it actually is uh, painted and scrawled on a wall. Nice. In ancient Egypt. And uh, what's more Egyptian than Moon Knight? Probably (laughs) Egypt. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, if you check those out on amputeecomics.com, I will be very appreciative. But in our last segment, which we haven't had in like a billion months, we've had guests on every single week this year, it feels like. Off-topic, top shelf.
1: Yeah, Dave. Dave, let me ask you: What are you into Dave. right now that's not comic <laughs> book related?
0: That's hard to say, honestly, because that's all I really yeah, do yeah. these days. Although I will say I am really loving what we do in the shadows. Um, yes. I watch it on Hulu. Yep, I think it's like comes out like a day or two the after. The day after.
1: Yeah, day after that's why I've been yeah. watching it as well.
0: <sighs> Man, I mean. Could the show be any better? I don't think so. It,
1: you know, it, 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 I feel like it has only improved with each season. The first season felt like mm. it was a little more beholden to the the original film, and then yeah. like it is, it's just kind of each progressive season has built the characters out more. And the more we get to know the characters, I feel like the more the writers feel like they're free to just go hog wild.
0: Totally like I, the fact that like Guillermo is not just a familiar anymore he's a
1: bodyguard well for instance yeah and everyone's I they're they're starting to get into these like deeper character arcs that are really emotionally affecting in a way that I didn't mm. expect you know i'm I'm invested in Guillermo uh living his truth and the number mm. of times he's tried to come out to the group this year it feels like you know is is really interesting uh and the most recent episode uh you know, might have <laughs> might have written off a character in the most shocking way imaginable. I did not see that
0: coming. Yeah. yeah, spoilers there. But uh yeah, no. Do you suppose Guillermo and um you know his master will get together Andorra? eventually? Are they uh, yeah, really are they going that way feel or no? Like
1: They're teasing it for sure. Right. Uh, That's the the same thing. I love it. I love, I would love to see what that dynamic would be like going forward. But at the same time, like there's like a, this really beautiful unspoken, like unrequited love that's going on there that I, I think is just Mm. such a, a, yeah, they have a bond. It's a lovely, their chemistry is so incredible that I would not be upset if they made that subtext into text.
0: It's a show that, if you don't know, it's like a mockumentary style um, comedy, and it 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 doesn't like shy away from reminding us that there are actually people, human beings, filming these vampires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's also in this third season, they've been leaning into showing different monsters. It's not just vampires like the first season was. Yeah. Mostly. Last season um, had
1: some interesting stuff with like the troll, like the online troll that turned yeah, out to actually yeah. be a troll. <laughs>
0: They also had like a, a zombie doctor guy. Yeah, the voodoo doctor or something. And
1: uh yeah, this season you've got uh um, ghosts and witches and the uh the the, the doll that has Naja's soul inside of it, which is like yes, an incredible yes. effect that always surprises me. Um, it's gotta
0: be the best show on FX right now, right? I mean I guess always Sunny's fans it's would favorite, kill me if I
1: but yeah, yeah. I I, lo- I love all, it's always sunny, but like for for my money, I think the what we do in the shadows is like one of the most consistently inventive comedies mm-hmm. on television.
0: And it's silly. It's, yes. it's not taking itself that seriously. Right. Um, and it's, it's, it's it's taking chances too. where, yes. you know, so often with comedies that work, they don't want to mess up the formula. Right? right. So they just keep it going forever. And thankfully they've been, you know, changing it up with the show and <laughs> with the latest episode out this week. Good Lord. If that, yeah. if what happened is true, that's a huge shakeup, but I, I doubt it. you it's. know what?
1: Great callbacks for fans of vampire literature and film and comics. There is a mm. great <laughs> Blade, like, running gag in this episode <laughs> that, like, genuinely, like, like, I, I, I had to pause it because I was laughing so hard when a certain Hector walked on screen last night.
0: Mm-hmm. They got to get Wesley Snipes on, on it, right? Has he been in it yet? Yeah. He did? Yeah, he was in Okay, he was not
1: He's it. He was a member of the Vampiric Council, and he's a day. He, like, videoed in, right? Right, right. He yeah, was, on, yeah, the, yeah, he was yeah. on the tablet, and he, like, he couldn't... He was on a delay, so he, like, couldn't weigh in on anything. It's so funny.
0: It is so funny. Totally check that out. It's on yep, FX yep. and Hulu. That's the end of the show. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Like, subscribe, tell your friends. Review us. We have so little reviews. And I wish people would review yeah, us. Yeah, leave
1: us a Gosh. review. Leave us some stars, preferably five. That'd be great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the scale is five is the best. Just so if, if you don't know. Yeah, five is the anyway, best. Anyway, we will be back next week. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.